the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. No secret that I like to talk technology. Joining me now, Chris Siatia with TheStreet.com, tech editor. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. Um, let's talk a little bit about the developers conference that happened basically earlier this week. Uh, give us some of the headlines. Give us some of the things that you uh, saw out there. Well, the major headlines uh, from WWDC were largely as expected. Yeah, the unveiling of iOS 9, the unveiling of the new version of Mac OS X, nicknamed El Capitan, which I thought was kind of interesting and funny. Um, yeah, the unveiling of Apple Music, which everyone was expecting. Rewards are coming to Apple Pay. And the unveiling of a new Watch OS, Watch OS 2, which again, you know, was larger as expected. So it was pretty much, you know, a, a mundane. Uh, WWDC, with the exception of maybe having Drake on stage, which kind of got people excited, and then the concert at the end. But it was largely as expected, and I expect things to to really start to pick up for Apple in terms of you know groundbreaking announcements probably later um, in the next couple of months, probably starting with September with the next iPhone. Were you a little disappointed that no TV product was announced? Because a lot of people were thinking they were going to slip it in. The keynote ran over two hours, um, so I'm I'm glad they didn't announce a new TV product because we were sitting there for two hours, and then when you factor in wait time, it was a, it was a long day. But no, I wasn't really surprised. You know, that we reported that they've been in talks with Disney, um, and Disney and Apple are haggling over how or over what Disney content to include in the new streaming service. And it didn't really make sense to have a new TV, a hardware TV without a new streaming service to back it up. Um, so it doesn't make sense for Apple to really include that. Maybe they, in, in WWDC, maybe they give it its own event later this year, or maybe they they back it in with the iPad or, or iPhone um, when those are announced. But, you know, that wasn't something that was surprising to me. What was surprising out of everything that you saw? What was the, the headlines that you are like, ooh, I want some of that? I think probably the most interesting thing from my perspective is just how useful people actually realize that Siri has become. Uh, on the keynote, they said that Siri is now fielding over a billion requests a week, and the error rate on Siri is down to around 5%. So 
couple that with the new proactive features where Siri basically can predict what you want, uh, whether it's, you know, app usage or, you know, making suggestions or telling you to leave early for a meeting or, or things of that nature. I think, you know, that was probably the most interesting thing that I saw um, out of WWDC, especially because you've seen Google move into the predictive search game with Google Now uh, on tap. Yahoo has hinted that it wants to get into this space. So I think that was something that was really interesting and maybe isn't going to move the revenue needle for Apple, but I think it will make iPhone users that even that much more stickier than they already are. Anything um, with the watch, the operating system? I didn't really report on that. Was there anything missing there that I should know of? <clears throat> if you like using the watch, um, which uh, quite a few people obviously do, the, the two big announcements from my perspective were the fact that they're starting to move away from the watch as an iPhone accessory. They're going to have native apps be available for the watch so that you're basically not just using, you know, slimmed down version of the iPhone apps. And the other thing is, is I mean, this is kind of, you know, a little um, nerdy, but you can actually now reply to emails on your watch with actual words instead of either, you know, a preset uh, emoji or a preset yes or no or thank you response. Uh, so it's nice to see that you know, if you're going to be doing things with a watch uh, away from the iPhone, you know, obviously email is one thing that probably all of us have an abundance of in our lives. So if we're going to, if it makes our lives easier to not use the iPhone for email responses, then that's something that I think will help sales of the watch. Anything else on the WWDC event for Apple that you think we need to hit on? The other thing that I think probably is. Um, just from Apple's perspective and its partner's perspective is the amount of areas Apple announced that it's entering into space and into competition with. They touched on Apple Music, which obviously goes up against Spotify and Pandora and radio and other streaming services. They built their own news app, which basically puts... I don't want to say the the final nail in the coffin for Flipboard, but it certainly doesn't help things. You know, they talked about predictive search like we talked about, so that's one area where Google is going into. And then they're kidding on privacy. You know, they they firmly believe that your data is your data and it's not anybody else's to be made money off of. So that really goes up against what Google and Facebook believe because, you know, they're both generally advertising-centric businesses. So it's kind of pitting Google and Facebook almost against Apple in this, you know, war against for privacy and your data and, and ha whether to make money off of it or not. So it'll be interesting to see where that battle develops over the next 18 to 24 months. I've heard that, like, Facebook doesn't really share your data. They just promise advertisers that, yeah, if you want a 35-year-old guy who goes skiing and also has a monkey, we'll deliver an ad to that person versus sharing it, does that change the debate? Like, does it make it almost as if Apple's being less than genuine? You know, I've seen some people say that, you know, uh, that Apple isn't being entirely genuine as it relates to this. 
but Apple keeps a lot of things close to the vest, so it's, it's hard to know what they're being genuine on and what they're not being totally truthful on. Um, I suspect that, you know, there's a little bit more to this than meets the eye because they do have all this amount of data on you. So I don't think that they would ever turn it into a, a, a way to monetize, but whether they do something with it um, or not, you know, remains to be seen. And whether Facebook is actually monetizing incremental data or whether you're being bundled into a, a demographic, I think Facebook probably is, um, you know, looking at stuff that's so granular because I follow, I see ads that follow me around, um, and these I feel like are, are specific only to me um, because of what I'm searching for. So I would not be shocked if Facebook is going so granular that it's looking at your profile page and things that you like and and you know other areas of that sort of spectrum and you know kind of monetizing it that way it is kind of crazy isn't it that you could look for a grill a weber grill and then for the next like 60 days every time you're on facebook there's a weber grill in the advertisements and you're like did i do that on facebook you're like no i searched for it on google and somehow facebook got that out of google or got it out of the browser and put it in their facebook it's it's it freaks me out at times how how well they know me yeah, it's it's creepy. I mean, and sometimes I, you know, I was recently writing a story on Sling TV, yeah. and I was doing some searches on Sling, and I wasn't trying to buy Sling, but there were five or six different ads over the past couple of weeks on Sling TV on my Facebook feed. And you're right, it's just it's 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 scary sometimes um, how much they know about you. And this is comes back to Apple and Tim Cook's point that your data is your data and we're not ever going to make money off of it. We don't want to make money off of it. We don't want to know that stuff about you. Um, they feel that it's very private. It's yours. And, you know, it's, it's this, big, this big war between in, in, that's brewing in Silicon Valley. Product companies like Apple versus advertising generic-centric companies like Facebook and Google. And we'll ultimately see how this plays out. You also did another piece. I'm speaking with tech editor Chris Siatra with TheStreet.com. You did another article on Intel pushing diversity, investing $125 million in four businesses. That's not chump change. Tell me a little bit more about that. No, it's not. I mean, even though it's, Intel is the world's largest semiconductor company, uh, an investment of $125 million in four businesses is a substantial amount, especially because you know, that's becoming a really big issue in Silicon Valley diversity. Apple's talked about it. You, you saw a couple of female executives on stage at WWDC. Google has talked about that they had female and minority executives on stage at their developer conference. Facebook has talked adamantly about this. Sheryl Sandberg is a, one of the key or if not the key proponent of diversity in Silicon Valley. So Intel is just, you know, putting its own stamp on it. In January, they announced that they would be putting forth $300 million to invest um, in diversity. And the CEO, Brian Krasanich, has said, you know, it's not just enough to actually go out and hire these people, but you have to actually do a little bit more. And that's where Intel um, is making this more statement is by actually investing in these types of companies. Thanks for joining me. It's Chris Yachia, street editor with 
not street editor, <laughs> tech editor with street.com. Where's my head today? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find him online, again, at thestreet.com. A lot of good tech articles, a lot of good business articles, and a lot of good investing articles at thestreet.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.